and welcome to Faith Facts with Father Howard. I'm Lindsay, here with Father Howard, and on today's episode, we finish our discussion on the rosary, so let's get started. If you, if you fast forward in many ways, Lindsay, is that, you know, with the Second Vatican Council coming into play in, in the 1960s, and with contemporary liturgical movements, and the fact that there was a much greater emphasis now on actually reading the scriptures, you know, before this time, uh, oftentimes people were told not to read the Bible, uh, particularly alone, because they might fall into error, they might fall into sin. I mean, isn't that the joke? You're a good Catholic, you don't read the, the Bible? Bible? Yeah. Exactly. It, I mean, yeah, you're right. It was, <laughs> you're right. Uh, we, we were legend for not reading the very book out of which our entire tradition stems, you, you know, but God forbid that you read it. But part of our history, you know, mm-hmm. part of the circumstance. Um, but with this, with the Second Council and, and with, uh, like I said, with particularly the liturgical movement and the, um, uh, the emphasis on Scripture, is that the, the devotional uh, importance of the rosary really waned a lot um, for, for lots of different reasons. Uh, there was a lot of experimentation, and, and, and whether it was, you know, the rosary or the mother of perpetual help devotions or, you know, sacred heart devotions, the Immaculate Heart of Mary devotions, I mean, all of these different devotions were really geared toward um, a much more simple life, you might say, a spiritual life. And so you, you had a certain set of prayers, you had a certain time when you were to say these prayers, um, you had prayers that were added to the, to the celebration of the Mass, you had prayers you said before the Mass, after the Mass. Um, so there was a lot that was added to this, and, and with the Council, much of that was taken away. Was, the, the, the liturgy was stripped down more to its to, to its basics and, and to what was genuinely important. <clears throat> and it's not that, whether it was the rosary or mother of perpetual help or sacred heart devotions, or that they weren't important, is that they, part of what was trying to be attempted here was to say they need to stay in the personal piety realm where they belonged, as opposed to, you know, the Eucharist, which is public prayer, which is, as they say, the source on the summit, is that all of this, all of these uh, extras were being added where you were losing, in a sense, what we were trying to celebrate in the Eucharist. And so much of this, and, and the rosary with it, really started to wane considerably. Although, even though it has waned a bit, it's that it was still very, very, it still is very popular. And there has been a resurgence, you know, over the past, I would say, close to 20 years now. There's been a resurgence uh, of the of the value of it, and I think that was the in some ways the shame that that we a real shame was is that though many of these things began to wane, nothing really replaced it, and nothing was put in its place. Is that these were very valuable pieces of per, of personal piety and spirituality, and 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 we lost a bit of a sense of that. And so what happened is that yes, we we kind of re-emphasized Eucharist and what that was and all of that. But we left a piece missing. And, and that was, 
that was part of the difficulty. Um, and, and so I think we're beginning to, I would say, we're, hopefully we're beginning to find a better balance in all of that, mm-hmm. better balance. It wasn't until 2002 that um, John Paul II uh, issued an apostolic letter called Rosarium uh, Virginis Mariae, uh, where he recommended that an additional set or additional decade, I should say, be added to the rosary. Now, you know, at that point, it was like everybody kind of gasped. <laughs> oh, my God, what are you doing? You know, you're destroying the rosary. You're destroying. Well, uh, again, you know, all of these things, you know, have a beginning someplace for some reason. Mm-hmm. They come and they go. Uh, some of the things hang on, other things not so much, you know, really when it comes down to it. Is that when the, oh my Jesus, forgive us our sins prayer got added on as well in 2000? No, that's always been there. Oh, really? It's just, it all depended. See, this is this is the interesting thing with the rosary. I remember as a child, and a lot has to do with what's going on in history okay. or and what this emphasis. When I was a child growing up, my grandmother would come and live with us for a while, you know, and it's like we prayed the rosary every night. Sometimes we prayed all 15 decades. You know, we would hope she'd drop over dead so that we could pray for her immortal soul, you know, because grandma sat in the rocking chair, mom and dad sat in a, like a, a regular chair, and all of us kids had to kneel up straight with our hands folded praying 15 decades of the rosary. And not only were you playing the 15 decades of the rosary, or the five sometimes, it all depends on what mood grandma was in. She was kind of the matriarch of that, is that you prayed for the conversion of Russia. You prayed for the conversion of this group. You prayed for, you prayed for an end of communism. You, prayed, you were praying wow. for everything under the sun. That was added to all of these extra prayers. And so depending upon the circumstances or the particular group, or out of the cultural milieu that a person came out of, it added various prayers before and after to, after the rosary. The rosary was the core, okay. but the before and after prayers, it depended on cultural context, it depended on personal context, it depended on political context, you know, with Russia, you know, God-awful Russia, or, or and communism, and, and what that was all about, and, and, or the end of the war, end of nuclear war, with, mm-hmm. with the, the atom bomb, and those kinds of things, and so a lot of things got added for lots of various reasons, and, you know, because you go to, um, you go to, for example, the, uh, I was looking for this one prayer, the one that you had referred to. Um, de- you, depending on the parish you go to, that may or may not be said. Okay. And, and you, are, you are reminded in a way very quickly of, no, this is how we do it here. I, I just, I can't, um, I can't find the prayer on this card. It's I not, don't even know what it's called, but... It's, it's just an additional prayer. Which is, it's funny because when growing up, I don't remember that added on in the last maybe 10 years. I feel like it, I've heard it more consistently. Yep. It all so. depends. It all depends where in the group and, and, and what pieces are brought in. Sometimes, you know, again, circumstances in, in life, sometimes it's because this is the favorite of the leader and by God, they're going to, you know, make that prayer, sure. you know, happen. Um, it's it's not part of the rosary. It's it's an addition 
You know, okay. it's kind of an addendum to it. Sure. Uh, you know, save us from the fires of hell, you know, you know especially those. Heaven, especially those in yeah. most need of thy mercy. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. So all depends on where you go, whether that, that is added or not. Interesting. Yeah. Okay. It's amazing how, you know, even we do that all the time with the Eucharist sometimes. Mm-hmm. And, you know, we do that with major prayers like the rosary. Uh, it, it's really interesting of how all of these Little well, things. it's like you go to a different church and after communion you hear a vocations prayer, a prayer to St. Michael, or, you know, Absolutely. this or that. Yeah, so. And what's interesting is that the rubrics so, will tell you you're not supposed to have any of that. Hmm. Um, that's another, that's another, that's another podcast. <laughs> another, another day. <laughs> we have, um, but what's interesting with all of this, when you, when you think of it, um, it was in, as I mentioned, it was in 2002. Uh, and and the, one of the things is that these mysteries, the mis- luminous mysteries or uh, the mysteries of light, okay, uh, they were put in there. One is that the emphasis that is there is on the public life of Jesus. And you might say, well, why would John Paul have done that? Why would, why would he have done that? There were a couple of the people, of, man. He would, there were, well, there were a couple of reasons. <laughs> One, he felt that there, there was a need to fill the gap. When you look at the original Dominican Rosary, he felt there was a need to fill the gap between the childhood of Jesus, which is at the beginning, and the suffering and death of Jesus. Mm. And you have this huge gap of, of where, where nothing is said about his life. Mary is in there and such. But there was a need to fill the gap. And the other one is that he also wanted to revive an interest in the rosary. I suspect, again, it comes out of his own personal piety. It comes out of just where the world is and such and and, and these kinds of prayers. But he he felt that there was a need to to revive interest in the rosary. Why are they called the mysteries of light? Uh, Basically, it's based on the fact that Jesus is referred to as light several places in John's gospel, mm. uh, particularly John, first uh, chapter of John 5 through 9, sure. and then John chapter 9 and, and verse 5. There are various places in John's gospel where he is called the light of the world. He brings light. He brings light to darkness. Those who do not believe walk in darkness, but he brings light. So there are any number of places where that is referred to. That's that's where he grabs that. So what does he do? Um, one, he centers, you know, looking at his childhood, he centers on the baptism of, of, at the Jordan. Two, wedding feast of Cana. Um, three, the proclamation of the kingdom. This is where he is preaching what they're referring to, is really preaching in Galilee when he speaks about the kingdom. Four, the transfiguration. And five, the institution of the Eucharist. Uh, those are the, the, the five luminous mysteries where, in many ways, there is a referral to that he brings light that, to the darkness and into the world. <clears throat> Why are they called mysteries? I think it's it, because, it, like, as with the other ones, all of the others, these ultimately are, are rooted in the divine, ultimately rooted in things, in things that we really can't explain. How do you explain when they talk about the voice of God you know, saying, this is my beloved son. Almost an exact, you know, 
almost a replication with the transfiguration where God says the basically the same thing, only he adds, listen to him. Hmm. You know, How do you make wine out of water? Water, sure. exactly. The transfiguration, the, the institution of the Eucharist, you know, the fact that we believe that under the appearances of, of, of bread and wine is nothing less than the body and blood of the risen Christ. They're rooted in, in the divine, ultimately in the divine. And, and all of these mysteries really are. Mm-hmm. You know, um, that these are things, these are events, these are experiences that cannot fully be explained because they're ultimately rooted in, in, in the divinity. Hmm. Um, when you also look at some of this, <clears throat> and, in you know, part of what I, I wanted to, to end a little bit with is that there really are many ways to pray the rosary. Um, some people will pray the rosary and at each decade, uh, or at each mystery, mm-hmm. they will find it in the Bible and they will read the passages in the Bible that refer to it. So it's more of a scripturally based rosary. Some will use it on, as a meditation process. Again, using the beads, you know, it's more of a meditative where they go to each mystery and then they will meditate sometimes 5, 10, 15, 20 minutes or whatever, but they will just meditate on that mystery. So more of a meditation practice. Others will use it as a as a way to bring focus, similar to prayer beads and in other traditions, they will use it as a way to simply enter more deeply into prayer. Um, it, it helps to kind of clear the mind. It helps. It, it's almost like a mantra, you might say, mm-hmm. where it helps to focus more and more deeply. Uh, others will pray only part of it. You know, I've had people come to me and say, you know, Father Howard, I, I only prayed one or two decades. And I said, well, what happened afterwards? Well, if you fell asleep, well, okay. You know, one is that maybe you need to pray it at another time when you're going to be more alert. That's one issue. But many times people say, well, I really, my, my mind, my heart moved into a whole other direction of prayer. I said, there's nothing wrong with that. There is no rule that says once you start it, you have to end it. It's, it's that this is, not a, this is not a competition to see if you can get through it without falling asleep or being distracted. This is about if it helps you to enter more deeply into a sense of prayer, then that's fine. That's fine. You know, if you pray one decade, five decades, or 20 decades, you know, more is not necessarily better. Are you praying with a genuine heart? Are you praying with an open mind? Are you not only, are you, are you doing more than just spouting words? Because the, the, the rosary, if not prayed well, if we really have a, a, a different approach to it, it can simply be babbling. Jesus talks about, don't babble on like the pagans do, you know, thinking that somehow with all of these words, you know, you're going you're gonna to get God to do what you want because it's like a child saying, Mom, can I please, can I, can I please, please, can I please, please, can I, can I please? Thinking that if, if I say it long enough and loud enough and, and, and whatever, is that I can get mom or dad to do what I want them to do. This is not badgering God into getting what you want. Is that when prayed well, it focuses and it centers ourselves that we are more open to the very presence of God. If you pray only one decade and it helps you to do that, God bless you. You know, God bless you. It's not a contest. The whole point of this is to enter more deeply in our relationship with God. There's a rich history to the rosary when you think of it. 
So if you are saying, oh, I want to pray the rosary, but you don't know the mysteries or you don't have the mysteries, can you just say the prayers? Is that I mean, you, you can. Uh, and there's, it's like, you know, saying 150 Our Fathers because you don't know the Psalms. In ways, yes, you can. Um, it, it, having the mysteries, and, and there are all sorts of resources, you know, you can Google it. <laughs> Um, you true, know, but if I'm outside walking in nature, I don't want to Google. True. Yes, I, again, because the point, if you are walking outside and, and you, you find yourself really, you know, again, getting into that rhythm, is that that's genuine prayer. You know, whether you necessarily remember all of the mysteries or not is not going to make it better prayer. It's going to add a different dimension to the prayer because you are focusing on something specific. Mm-hmm. Um, but, you know, any prayer, good prayer is genuine prayer. And so if, if one were to say yes, you know, just to say the Hail Marys and the Our Fathers, that's fine. That's fine. If you, like, skip a Hail Mary once in a while because you miscount, that's okay too, right? Yeah, again, it's not a contest, you know. It's not to see how you get the formula right. It's about how do I pray well? Sure. How do I pray well? And when you think of the, the rosary, the rosary is not for everyone, though. Hmm. Um, I always encourage people to give it a try, you know, if, they, if they're not familiar with it or if... Let's say, for example, you know, they, they haven't used or prayed the rosary a long, in a long time. Is that I will encourage them to say, give it a try, you know. But it's not for everyone. So someone who says, well, I really, that's just not part of my spirituality. It's not my per, part of my personal piety. Is that, that's fine. Not everybody in the world prays the rosary. It is probably more universal than a lot of the prayers. Mm-hmm. But because a person doesn't pray it, because it just doesn't do anything for them, it doesn't help them to focus, it doesn't help them to, to, you know, to grow spiritually, there are lots of methods and ways and, and resources to grow spiritually and, and to grow you know, with, in, in relationship with God. This is one of many. It happens to be one of the more popular ones. It happens to be one of the more universal ones. But like I said, you know, you can pray this in lots of different ways, or you can pray it another way. And it, it's about growing in relationship with God, not the right formula or somehow the, the, the right way to pray. I mean, the rosary is an easy gift, too. Any, oh. any Catholic, here you go, get a rosary. It is. I, ha- I worked for a, um, a Jewish woman. I interned for her when I was in school in D.C., and she went to Italy. She brought me a rosary back. <laughs> well, and see, that, that can be, a, a, it can be a, just a, a very powerful gift. You know, it's, I've sat at the bedsides of many people that, that are in the process of dying. And, you know, oftentimes one of the things they ask for is usually I carry an extra one around is that they ask for, you know, a rosary if they don't have one. Or I may offer one. And it's just even fingering the beads. They may not remember all of the prayer, but just being able to finger the beads can at times can bring a tremendous amount of comfort. I, I know people, again, that have not prayed the rosary a long time or maybe are unfamiliar with it, and they begin to use it as part of their prayer. It can be a very powerful experience for people. It's just recognizing that the I think, I think it, it touches sometimes the the very basics of our spirituality of, of of going back to the basics you might say, 
Uh, you, you know, when they talk about, even in meditation, to be able to breathe deeply. We go back to that core of who we are, being able to, to take a deep breath and actually allow our bodies to function like they were made to function. Mm -hmm. You know, otherwise we get in such a rat race. We, we forget how to breathe. And I think at times the rosary can really help us to get back to learn how to pray and, and to, to calm ourselves, to center ourselves. You know, when we think about the prayers that go with it, you know, the Lord's Prayer, of course. The glory be, the creed, the Apostles' Creed that oftentimes go, will go with it, is that it can help us to slow down and just, just push the pause button for a moment or, or push the slow-mo slow button for a moment and, and really place ourselves in the presence of God. So I guess that was going to be one other question, too, is some people are asking where the prayers came from. So obviously the Apostles' Creed was Council Creed. Thing. Right, came Our Father, that's from straight from Jesus there. Yep. Uh, Hail Mary, you talked about with the correct. Uh, putting the, the two things together. Right. Correct. Where'd the glory be come from? Glory be is is a doxology. It's a way to end. You know, it's that's been around for a long time. I really, I don't really know the source of, of the glory be, but it's it's what is referred to as a doxology. Glory be to the Father. To it's a way to end prayer using a trinitarian formula. You know, it's like the beginning, you know, is in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. That's the beginning of a prayer. For us, the closing of prayer is oftentimes the glory be what they call a doxology. Interesting. So that's been around for a long time. Um, how about the Hail Holy Queen? The Hail Holy Queen, again, it grows out of the whole Marian devotion. Um, it's, you know, we... As Marian devotion, you know, grew, you know, and, and developed, you have like the Hail Holy Queen, the Memorari. Uh, a lot of the different Marian prayers grew out of that, that time frame, uh, oftentimes by, sometimes it would be rooted by in a saint, sometimes it would be rooted in a, in a group of people. Uh, for example, the Dominicans, you know, would certainly have um, probably have written some prayers and such in order to promote, mm -hmm. you know. Um, Fill similar, it out a little. <laughs> yeah, you, you know, it's 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 being able to bring a focus, and and oftentimes even with the uh, with the rosary and such that there are uh, novenas that that you know of of saying the rosary you know for nine days or saying the whole thing or just a decade oh, or no just the whole thing you know for the, nine days straight five nine days correct so there's a novena that but it's. Again, even when you think about novenas and those kinds of prayer styles, is that it's really, when you think, it's, it's telling people, you've got to slow down. Mm -hmm. You've got to look around and recognize the presence of God in your midst. There is nothing magical about saying the rosary, you know, nine days straight. There is nothing magical about, you know, novenas as much as it is slowing down and really opening our eyes and our hearts to the presence. You know, oftentimes people will, you know, say, I said a novena and this happened. Well, you know, I have a feeling it's probably not because you said the novena. You know, maybe it's because you slowed down and you allowed some things to happen without trying to be in control. You know, maybe it's recognizing that the fact that, that you know, the presence of God was in the midst of it all in the first place. And when you finally let God be in charge, it's amazing what can happen. You know, and sometimes it's, you know, I've, I've, 
you know, at times they have, you know, various, you know, written on medals, for example. In case of an emergency, please call a priest. You know, I, I want to make one that says, in case of an emergency, call 911, <laughs> you know, and then if there's time, call a priest. You, you know, it's, it's, at times things took on magical properties that, that they were never meant to. Um, and, and at times we do experience some remarkable things. God bless us and give thanks to God. But it's not because we did the right formula. <laughs> you know, mm -hmm. um, the rosary is meant to help us to pray well. That's what it's meant for. Not magic. This is about faith. This is about the power and the grace of God. If somebody hasn't prayed it in a while, I would recommend that they pick it up. You just never know how it might speak. I would also say to people, though, who do not find it to be prayerful, you are not evil. <laughs> you are not a sinner. God still loves you. Is that find what works for you. For many people, the rosary brings great comfort and helps them to grow spiritually. For some, not so much. That's okay. Find something that does. There's a lot out there. Excellent. Well, thank you very much for this discussion on the rosary. You're most welcome. Most welcome. And we will see you next time. Thank you.